Welcome to Footnotes, a behind-the-scenes look at what we value and why it matters here at Footle Church in Glendora, California. All right, well, hey, welcome back to our Footnotes podcast. Um, here again with our friends Steve Dabransky and Ike Graham. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello. All right. Hey, well, we're kind of week two, just talking about the staff values. Um, and if you hadn't heard last week's podcast yet, just want to encourage you to um, to just pause this, go back uh, to last week's and check that out just for some context. Uh, maybe helpful for you as, as we jump in here. But what we're talking about is basically these, um, these, these embodied values that we as staff members want to um, be about as, as ministers, pastors, staff members here at Fiddle Church. Um, they're things that some of them are, are very much true of who we are right now, um, and some of them are aspirational values. They're things that we want to get better at. Um, and so as we consider these staff values, just, just remind you guys, uh, remind us of our five values. I can do that, make it better, make it happen, work should be fun, and keep it simple. So last week we talked about how work should be fun. And so um, this week we're going to jump into another one. So um, guys, uh, which value are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about make, make it, it better. better. Make it better. Very <laughs> we, we actually didn't plan that. <laughs> I, I but we tell. made it better. I tell. <laughs> By, the harmony is so good. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so make it better means, uh, so we're committed to a culture of improvement. We will never arrive. There's always something we can do better, and we'll constantly look for those minor tweaks and major improvements. So um, make it better. There's there's uh, just some context in the history on this uh, specific value. I think many of you listening, I know the, the three of us sitting here today, we kind of grew up in this culture a little bit uh, that really, uh, really pointed uh, folks to excellence um, in, in many ways. So maybe this is you know, even just my experience as kind of growing up with an immigrant dad and, and trying to be excellent in everything I do. But even in our own Christian subcultures, I think there was, uh, depending on the size of church, um, excellence was the name of the, name of the game in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what was, let's start there, actually, as kind of a contrast. What was your guys' experience with that word excellence in regards to ministry? Well, for me, you know, uh, tech, uh, being in the arts a lot, like in music, yeah. That was used a lot at first in the way of like, hey, we want to be excellent, basically just to honor God with mm-hmm. our talent, and uh, and frankly, that was all great. Yeah. That was all good. The only time it became a negative when it got we got to the sense that people cared about excellence over you know proper communication of the gospel mm-hmm. or excellence above character yeah, <laughs> and yeah. things like that. Or and even think, care for people as exactly. well. I think about another area like that too. Yeah. 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 And uh, we have all these values, uh, similarity on the worship team too, because it's so important that you can't forget people in your pursuit of excellence. Cause the whole point on, on the Sunday morning is that the communion together, the communication of the gospel, teaching of the mm. word. And, uh, but, but I, st- I think you can't throw the baby out of the bathwater though. You still need to be a good steward of what you're doing and be mindful. Yeah. So I think sometimes people want to throw the word excellence away. Yeah. I, I don't think you should do that. I think it's more sure. just like it needs to be and yeah. and fix your definition. There's some biblical like precedent for that idea, right? I, I mean, um, go to the Psalms, right? Mm-hmm. What's that Psalm about David playing, right? Yeah, play skillfully with the harp, with the, with the lyre. Yeah. Like, like play skillfully. Like you can't. For sure can't play skillfully if you're just like, oh, let's just, let's just rock and roll on this, you know? And just to chase that thread a little bit, so what is, what is the benefit of being excellent in that way? So you have a guy playing the, the harp or the lyre. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of fruit that can come from him being excellent, right? 
hundred percent. Number one, I think is it gives glory to God. Mm-hmm. I think you can think of how God is excellent and people, people are inspired at moments like that and they yeah. don't really know why, but I do think it does open up. If I dare say they're subconscious to like, wow, like thinking of bigger things like that is really impressive. But number two, I think it, um, it paves the way, uh, just for the gospel. Like if, if somebody's being excellent, they have more brain capacity at that moment to focus. Like, so if, for example, I memorize my chords when I play yeah. on the guitar, but I know a lot of worship leaders who go to church that they're staring at, at, um, at some sheet music. And I get that. That's fine. I, sometimes I need to do it every now and then, but if I'm using a lot of finite brain power to stare at chords and music, how much of my attention is focused to the needs of the people in the church? Yeah. You know, sometimes maybe, you know, the church is like, okay, you know, it's time for a change or maybe there's a need to actually linger. And I feel the sense of the spirit. If I, if I don't have, if, if I don't have a full, uh, attention that, that is required to lead the church in worship, um, then I can't lead well. And I think when you're excellent, it frees you up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's important to note too, and Steve would love to hear your comments on this, but that just because we are are not necessarily explicitly pursuing excellence, it doesn't mean that we we don't care about excellent things. I, mean, I think you can actually make it better and in the process be excellent about that as well. So Steve, what are your thoughts on that? I think the part where excellence gets um, cloudy is when excellence is is compared to other people. Mm-hmm. So I, the issue for me, you asked like my experience with excellence. Sure, sure. It was in the the church that I first worked in. It was can we do what Rick Warren did at his church, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so it's like, well, our standard is Rick Warren, and so it's like, well, if we just go and put in his purpose driven model into play, then we're going to plug and play and bam, 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 we're going to be a huge church. Right. And so like the excellent standard wasn't who God created me to be or the skills that he'd given me. It was, well, can we do it like that? Right. So then like you go into youth ministry and then you have kids hopping youth ministries all over the place. And what are they looking for? They're looking for that excellent experience of fun, the most games, the most extracurricular activities like the camps that are the cheapest and it's like well am i supposed to compare myself to rick warren who's who's awesome and god had a gift for him or am i supposed to compare myself to the church that's three times our size and the youth groups three times our size Mm -hmm. or am i supposed to look at who god's created me to be and say i need to be the best version of me that i can be right so excellence isn't excellence is the wrong target when it's about what other people are doing and what i love about make it better is it's not about them it's about who god's called me to be and walking in his spirit in my life so that then i'm walking it out and doing the best that i can growing improving and then saying but i also know i'm not the savior of all these people i'm limited so my excellence may be less than someone else's and that's okay yeah that's good man that's good. Yeah, I, I think that when you make it better, when there's an attempt to improve something, you're you're always putting in work to make something objectively higher quality. I mean, for sure, we want to be excellent. We want to be good at those things. But I think you're right, Steve, that it's about the focus. It's not so much about um, reaching a certain level so we can say we're just as good as this person or that person. But is there is there really a posture of humility in the way that you approach your ministry work? And so that's kind of, I think, what we're trying to get get behind in some ways um, in regards to kind of our high feedback culture, um, us talking about, hey, what can we improve? It's not so that we can be the best. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard because right. 
I think there are competitive people on staff and um, some people are, are legitimately the best in some areas. I, I think that we have some really skilled and talented people, but I think it's really more about the heart and the humility behind, are we willing to uh, make small steps of improvement? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's showing our, our standard and who I want to compare myself to. Right. And so the, I I'm called to be like Christ. I'm not called to be, yes, there's people I should model and look at and say, yeah you're a solid person, but I'm called to be like Christ. And so how do I keep my eyes fixed on that? And if that's where my eyes are fixed, then like you already brought it up, then my focus is on the glory of God, not the glory of me. And so, mm-hmm. but we struggle with that. Like I, I know there are seasons in my life that I've really struggled with needing to be um, approved and like encouraged and like told how good of a job I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so excellence can kind of breed that, but like the idea of making it better it allows me to still want to improve, but keep my eyes fixed on Christ in the mix of that moment. So I'm not, I'm not trying to get praise. I'm trying to give God the praise and the glory for what's been done. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, mean, I think we're kind of circling around this a little bit, but um, I, do me a favor here. Like, try to, let's do an exercise here. Apply mm-hmm. the gospel to this idea of excellence and improvement? How would we, uh, at the same time, kind of hold in our hands this tension of we want to improve as workers, as people, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, the gospel is good news for us? Yeah, so God has given all of us uh, talents and abilities. And so so number one, I think, as we use those and work hard to improve those and, and develop them, we, I, you know, as uh, the favorite overused quote from Chariots of Fire, you know, when I run, I feel his pleasure. We will feel God's pleasure and joy uh, as we use those and grow. However, uh, if we are only just trying to be excellent and go, 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 we're going to let ourselves down terribly because we're yeah. fallen, fallen creatures and, and sinful in need of a savior. And so we realize, though, that only Christ was better. He's the only one who's perfect. And uh, I think when we realize our need of him, that we, um, when we realize, man, actually I'm doing my best, but it just isn't good enough. Like, well, only Christ was good enough. And uh, that's only where we're going to find peace. That's good. That's good, man. Yeah, I think it's really important that we, we remember how the gospel applies to this. And it, it does for sure. So I mean, thinking back to our context in regards to, you know, making it better. What are some examples you guys have seen at Foothill over the years where you're like, man, this person, I think we mentioned it last week, we celebrate with a helmet um, and kind of hang that out on a weekly basis. And so let's say somebody received the helmet for make it better. Um, what's an example that comes to mind when it comes to that value? The, the first thing that comes to my mind is the the sermon practices that we've done mm. um, where there were people who are going to preach on a Sunday morning would, would preach that message to a team just to get feedback. And, and literally the goal of that time is to make it better so that it's, it's connecting, it's clear. Yeah. Uh, it's really rooted in, in the passage that it's in, in scripture. And so it was, it was, and it was so neat to see what the sermon was the week before to what it God ended up using it to be on that following Sunday. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the most clear examples that I can give. What I love about that one too, by the way, is it kind of keys into some, the, the way that we as Christian community get better at things is by receiving good feedback from one another in community. That's right. So it's it's one thing to kind of have a self-driven, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do better because I had this, you know, this false um, idol of Rick Warren or whoever else kind of is in your mind in regards to excellence. But when I hear feedback 
And yeah, when I, I've been in that position where I've, I've preached a sermon on that Thursday and then 10 days later I'm preaching a different sermon and it's, it's richer and better in many ways because of the feedback I've received in community. So yeah, that's a good example, man. How about you, Ike? I, I think of like our parking <laughs> situations. You our, know, our like parking? Our parking at the, yeah. at the church. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, you know, Dan Kaler has worked uh, feverishly to create spaces, you know, um, out of nothing, much like, uh, you know, Jesus and the, the loaves of bread and fish. You know, it's high uh, praise. It's high praise. <laughs> it's high praise. <laughs> yeah. No, but but even some some things. I think like uh, last week, like they started to reserve certain spaces for, you know, families uh, or people who just need, you know, uh, a shorter walk, have a great need, and happen to be shown up late. Yeah. You know, like and reserving those spots out, and just kind of. And we also got a golf cart. You yeah. know, like so that you know, hey, if we're going to ask some of our volunteers who get there at the crack of dawn to park off site, so people who need to hear the gospel can park closer to the front doors and have a, an easier experience and less harried you know, kind of moment. Uh, now we can go and bring those people right back really easily. And so, yeah, just making things better. And that, that helps what we're trying to do on Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I think about too, in the last few years, actually really since I've been here is we've kind of always been a high feedback staff. And so part of how we even get to the point where we realize improvement is, is, is necessary, or we're trying to shoot for a goal in this area is that, we receive that feedback from other people. So where have you guys seen that happen kind of even, even cross ministry wise? I mean, what's our culture like in regards to taking feedback from a totally different department? Uh, what's been an experience like? Yeah. Our, our meetings are actually built to do this. Like we yeah. not, we, we love to celebrate wins. So that's the idea behind that is we come prepared to say, Hey, I saw this thing that happened that might, might contribute to one of these values. It may just be something that the team needs to know, this really neat thing happened. Yeah. And and then there's times also in that meeting where we also allow to feedback, give feedback to even other ministries, um, areas that we might be able to improve or something that we've seen that we didn't think about. Like for me, I, I immediately think of John White. I think that John has the spiritual gifting of make <laughs> it better because yeah. he, and it's not that he's this critical person, but he has this ability to see things from a different perspective that other people in ministries can't see. So an example would be an, an event that I had with students years ago. So yeah. you, I think you launched the, what was it? The big, the big party, oh, like one, one big, big party. party. Yeah. And then I, I kind of took that over and I invited John to kind of come and be this kind of the head of the security uh, team for that event. And I, I just remember the list that he came back with me. Mm -hmm. Like, did you think of this? I'm like, no, I didn't. Right. And, and so like part of the reason we can't make things better sometimes is because we're, we're limited to what we see and what we know. And so I, I think one of the values of this, um, staff value is that it, it, it invites others into my, into the ministry that it's not my ministry, but sure. the ministry that I oversee and to give me perspective and insight that I, I just wouldn't see because of my own blinders or my own strengths or, or even my own weaknesses. So, yeah. uh, yeah, it's a key piece to the meetings that we have on a regular basis. Let's get man. There's a real feeling of togetherness and that we're actually trying to make things better, uh, for the sake of the gospel. And this is God's church. Uh, versus like, hey, my department uh, thinks your department can improve by this, by doing this kind of thing. I mean, I, I think of examples in church where like, hey, we decided to sing that bridge 11 more times, you know, <laughs> whatever, yeah. you know. But then of course, and, and maybe the sermon went longer and we're like, hey, isn't it cool what God was doing there? But also, 
uh, you know, poor foothill kids over there, like their 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 program finished like 15 minutes before that, you know. <laughs> yeah, and so we can have, but we can have these good feedback, like, hey, that's great, you can do that, but uh, maybe let us know if you're planning to do things like that, and we make it better, and that way they can actually plan, you know, to do something great for the kids. This last 15 minutes, we're planning to, to spend more time on something. Um, so I, I think there's a great chance of that we have in our meetings just to we give good feedback to each other, and because. Uh, things like work should be fun. We have that mm-hmm. kind of trust with each other and yeah, it feels right. like we're honoring God more than comparing departments. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think the comparison thing, Steve started this whole conversation off with that, but I really think this value, um, um, make it better. Um, as well as last week's work should be fun. They're, they're values that are kind of based on the assumption that we're for one another. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. this sense of like, um, trust that's implicit. Um, so for example, like I could, we could say out loud and put on a sign and put on our website, we're about work should be fun. This is something that we, we value. But if, if Steve doesn't trust that Ike is actually a hard worker, that he's leading his family well, that he's a mature believer and he's doing all the things that a, a Christian man should do. And he just sees Ike at work having fun. It's like, okay, well, if that's, if, if Steve isn't for Ike in that way, then he's just going to see one angle on, on Ike. And mm-hmm. the same way with make it better. If, if, if Ike hears just constant feedback from Steve in regards to, hey, have you thought of this? Have you thought of this? And the assumption isn't there that Steve has Ike's back and he cares deeply about the ministry as much as Ike does, then there's going to be this sense of like, who are you to kind of give me this feedback right now? Like, I don't, I don't know you. And so that's, yeah. that's really one of those things that I've, I've loved to see at play. It's, it's one of those things that's kind of a, it's a, it's a precursor to these values, but it's also a fruit of it as well in many ways. Mm. Yeah. Any other thoughts guys about uh, our staff values here at Foothill? Well, I, for this one, I mean, if you've been here at Foothill for a while, you know that things change. I mean, one of the, I remember there was a joke that's at Foothill, the one constant is that things are going to change. Mm-hmm. And this value isn't just about change for change sake, right? I, mm-hmm. I think that that's where we can cause a lot of damage, but really when the heart is, what can we do better? If we really genuinely think something's better, we can, we can try to improve that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's a, it's a, it's a way of understanding our, our church and our, even that those tweaks that people are going to see real time on a Sunday morning that we're doing that because we think it's going to help something that could help someone. It could make our yeah. experience better. Let's get real practical as we close this out here. Um, if someone listening to this podcast, maybe it's in their family context, maybe it's work, and they want to kind of embody and exude this idea of, let's make it better. Let's make it better around here. How? What, what are some practical ways that we can go about interpersonally and share feedback with people? Uh, well, the first thing that came to my mind when you were talking was, I know this is something that happens in my heart. I think a lot of times, whether it's in your home or your job, we have this desire to be like, I've arrived, I've made it. I want to, mm-hmm. okay, this is how I'm going to do this forever. I'm just going to, you know, slap a, a stamp of approval on it, write the book. That's how it goes forever. But I think a lot of times in, in the Christian life, the Holy Spirit moves in your heart and says, you know, what? I'm, I'm going to push you to go a little bit deeper mm. and look better. So I think a lot of things that we feel super successful, like I got this, I love to like step back and go, you know, God, is there, is there actually something new you want me to do with this? Uh, it, it might just, it might just being lazy or am I just wanting just to move towards my comforts? Like what, what do you desire of me, yeah. uh, in this? So I think a lot of times God's will, God will push us towards generosity more, uh, with our time or in our, and, and how to rethink it for his glory. 
what what came to mind for me i i'd probably do like a three step three steps that mm, i think of yeah. one is actually invite someone into that i th- one of the privileges of i guess having this as a value is people expect it to happen yeah. but if it if it can come across the wrong way if it's not invited and so yeah. i'm going to invite someone into it the second thing i would say is we need to take off our defensiveness like mm-hmm. feedback doesn't work when you become defensive and so we have to be willing to accept it and hear it and and value that a person would actually say that and speak into my life that way and then the third thing is i would say we actually have to do something with it <laughs> because feedback no one's going to want to feed any give you any feedback if you're not going to ever listen to what they say yeah. and so i i just think if if we want to get practical in this those are three steps I think would be helpful. Yeah, for sure. It would be foolish for us to not to invite that and then not doing. I mean, this biblical precedent, James one, the the man looks in the mirror and and sees that he's a mess and then walks away, doesn't nothing think about it. So, yeah. we don't want to be that foolish guy looking in the mirror saying, "Oh, pretty fine. I'm fine. No problem." Yeah. We talk about this in the music team. We talk uh, Proverbs uh, twenty seven six. We talk about the faithful are the wounds of a friend. The kisses of an enemy may be profuse, but faithful the wounds of a friend and so it's just yeah. mm-hmm. i think a lot of times we we want the the kisses <laughs> you make us you know the the, the flowery language uh, but in the end that's not wisdom you know this the 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 honest advice of a friend is what's going to lead us towards wisdom that's good cool thanks guys for chatting about this and um i hope this is fruitful and helpful for those listening i know in some ways this is our context and kind of our place of work but um you know having this discussion about values can be um really helpful for for anybody and so i encourage you guys to check that out whatever your context you're in all right well we're out of time but thanks for joining us for our podcast footnotes be sure to subscribe and we'd also appreciate you sharing this resource with others and even leaving us a favorable review if you feel so inclined. So until next time, Foothill, peace be with you. Make it better.